0: Welcome to that Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. Of course, it's executive producer. Let me get that straight. Of this show and Flipping Friends is Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan Bisky and Ryan Bisky One on Instagram. Ryan, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm buzzing off a Bears preseason game per usual. No, I mean it's only because of the Justin Fields. But man, I'm just getting excited for football coming back. I can't lie. I can't lie.
0: I've been missing it. I enjoy the national coverage. It's nothing like how the nation forgets about the jewel in the middle of the country that is Chicago and the Bears being a charter franchise but since they, this is a slow week when it comes to sports you just see Justin Fields all over the place with the other three um, other four quarterbacks from this past uh, draft so I've enjoy, enjoyed the hype and people that are far away given their input on what's taking place here in Chicago when ju- when should Justin Fields start so on and so forth and how well they feel like he played and we're going to dive into this past preseason game from this week against miami but let's go off top off top take it from the top the tippy oh my people all right i got one and it's gonna be weird for a sports show right i don't love more than a sports show right well the, well well we have flipping friends but this this is grounded in sports and, and it may veer off but yeah, grounded still, we're grounded it's, it's grounded in sports <laughs> But this is just something that crossed my mind trying to think of an off top today, and it's something that I remember saying when I went to that Sox game um, about a month ago or three weeks ago uh, when we were just sitting there talking. And it's nothing as bad, and I don't want anybody to like to take it as we don't take this serious, and that we're we're really not trying to sit there and horn our crafts and so on and so forth. But yeah, I don't you love listening
1: to our pre show meetings if you feel that way,
0: right? But I don't love sports like I used to, and that's fine right? I still love sports to death. I love the highs and the lows, particularly the highs, especially the highs when some of my teams have been bad. There was nothing like the Field of Dreams game with the walk-off from Tim Anderson, like the elation that I felt. That's why I'm here for sports. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I love it. Us talking about, uh, about two months ago, about the NBA playoffs and me saying, I, I miss the Bulls playing meaningful basketball, even if it may not come it may not championships may not come to fruition like the six that Jordan and Pippen got but even at times when Rose didn't make it to have a superstar and a team that you felt maybe had a chance even though the chance wasn't as good as a couple other teams one in the east and a couple in the west um I still miss that so that's not what I'm kind of talking about but in this kind of um echo chamber world that we live in I'm happy that I'm not as attached to sports even though I watch it all day long so I'm I'm attached to gaining the information, but my feelings aren't as attached because I guess one, I'm I'm older, I'm grown. I have a family. I have things that are, are more valuable to me in my life, but it's just sometimes how people are so wrapped up in what's going on in sports and athletes, just like the Naomi Osaka interview from yesterday. And regardless how you feel about Naomi Osaka, She's a human being going through something and telling you she's going through something. And, you know, you have the older crowd. And I'm not even trying to say it disrespectfully because I know serious journalists and they take their craft very serious. And that engagement is part of how they feel like they get to the story to provide to the fans and that they're supposed to be the go-between and tell, to tell the narrative and the story unbiased about what's taking place on and off the field. But it's just that when we're piling on to young women like Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles and even dudes sometimes and it's about you need to do this and you need to do that. And I'm not going to say that sometimes I may not have feelings about these issues, but it, it just doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. I'm, that story, either we're going to get it or it's going to come out through social media and we'll all have the, our, our chance to sit there and critique and give our side of how we feel about it. So if you don't get it straight from the horse's mouth after the press conference, I understand why someone will be upset, but there's still ways to create content. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes we don't view these people as human beings. And I, I I get that it may be hard for some people to view them as human beings, but being a human being who's gone through stuff and realize that there's more important stuff in life. I I, I can't, I can't. I mean, And I do this with a lot of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? You watch television you watch social media on Instagram and every four posts. It's about some, somebody, um, um, doing something racist to somebody. Right. And a lot of times I can't, I can't jump into that every day. You know what I'm saying? And I has to just do with my skin color, but just still when it comes to sports, I love it. I love it to death. I'm invested in it, but it's not like when I lived and died on everything that it had to do. It's not like when I used to dislike athletes and I usually don't dislike athletes. Like I was, I was making a joke about how I, I me and my buddy, didn't like how uh, the aesthetic of Casino Mobley's game in the NBA. Casino Mobley can ball, but it just wasn't aesthetically pleasing to me. So we used to always rag on a Casino Mobley, <laughs> right? It was just like, oh, Casino Mobley, right? What? Like with Stevie franchise, come on. Yeah, Well, no, Stevie franchise was cool, but uh, it was just. And listen, I thought there was a nice little backcourt together too, but just, I, just because hate is such. a, a, A hard word Like when I hear people like And I know this is going to be blasphemy Because we're going to talk about the Bears When I hear people hate the Packers To be honest with you I don't hate the Packers Now there's times I dislike the Packers You know what I'm saying But when I see an organization Outside of this past year and a half that's been in a small market run well compared to my large market team that has more resources. Yeah. I, I stopped hating them and start looking at my team. Like, well, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's easy to sit there and hate on somebody else and not focus on the, what you love, not doing what they're supposed to do, especially when the, you're paying your dollars and, and, and giving them your money and the results you're getting are bitly squat. So that was just my first off top was that I, it's fine. It's fine. To disengage, especially, I guess that's that's what I'm trying to say. If watching sports has you that triggered that you're acting like an absolute idiot, you need to disengage. And some people will be like, Well, that's what sports is, it's fanaticism, it's short for fan. No, 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 no. You are grown-up, take some time, get your priorities straight, and disengage a little bit. Because some of y'all are too triggered by some of this stuff that really has. Nothing to do with your life in the long run of things. That's my first up to off top. And now let's get passionate about sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, let's get passionate about it. I'm, I didn't say I'm, I'm not triggered. passionate about it. I didn't, but I'm just saying like, I can't get, tr- I can't la I can't allow the world triggering to automatically trigger me all the time because you'll stay in a state of trigger All right. And That's not where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? I got I got too many things to do and too many people depending on me to stay triggered because I know me personally. um, If I'm angry, that's why I try to keep it even kill. I act irrational. So I know that I need to be even killed because it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to be logical when I'm angry. So I try not to be angry, really, especially really angry. And don't worry,
1: folks. I still hate the Packers.
0: Good, hate them. <laughs> do your thing.
1: It's more so the fans can't stand those Packer fans.
0: What do Packers what fans do to you? What do Packers oh, fans do to you?
1: Well, growing up with a lot of Packers fans, the gruff or the guff I would take from the Bears, and then just like the entitlement that they feel where, like.
0: Where are the Packers fans out in Illinois that you
1: were growing up around? Oh, Northwest suburbs are littered with Packers fans. Literally. Oh, are these people my goodness. Expats. I would say 50-50. Get out of here. It's close, man. Are these it's people close. from
0: Wisconsin, or are they just
1: Well, I think it's a lot of bandwagoning. Jumpers. I do think it's a lot of bandwagoning. And, like, Packers games are readily available in the northwest suburbs because if the Bears aren't in the same time slot, that's basically who you get every time.
0: Dude, bandwagon rider fans, I laugh at. Like, you can engage with them at one point. Like, I got a partner. He's a Yankees fan, right? And I'm not saying he's been a Yankees fan for a long time. But in the long run, it's like, he hit me yesterday. This is the first time he hit me to talk about baseball since the beginning of the year when I told him that the Yankees was going to be striking out And that necessarily, their pitching wasn't what it should have been, right? One game back, and I told him, "Listen, last month they've been fired, but where you been, right? You now you pop out, you know what I'm saying? But you ain't been nowhere when you always strutting, peacocking, and talking that Yankee mess. It's like, man, get out of here. You, 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 I I can't really talk. the Yankees—that might be the lowest of (laughs) bandwagon in Chicago. (laughs) It's like, dude, you could choose a team, right? And I guess listen for him, he didn't want to
1: American." franchise
0: with success yeah of all it's sports even, it's not even a question it's not even a and question
1: bandwagon that one were the lakers unavailable was that I was the next saying, one it's like, it's like melvin with
0: the it's like melvin with the lakers it's like cast the t- cowboy <laughs> fans it's just like really like really like listen like oh, for stevie instance, and the um, cowboys <laughs> oh, oh for instance, oh, oh, this is joke from a uh, Chicago Sports Zone, Shawn Amaya and What's Up Cuz, and um uh, the Halitech Hall, but particularly with uh What's Up Cuz and Amaya, uh, we had this joke called, uh, they had this joke called side boo, and it refers to like your team that's not your team, right? I get the 49ers with my side boo growing up as a kid with the Bears, right? I I was I love the 49ers, you know what I'm saying? I loved the expos because of Vlad. You know, I loved I love the, the the Seattle Mariners because of Griff and Randy Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had teams that were my side boos, but my hometown team was my baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. that was, um, yeah. you know, like, I'm not going to say sometimes that I didn't tune out my hometown team because they may have just sure. been terrible. Or they didn't but, deserve it with the BS that they were doing. Right. But as far as like. That the evil empire is my main baby. You can't even be, you can't even, she's not your main baby. You share that girl. All right, stop. You share that girl. That's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours. The Yankees and the Cal Lakers and the Cowboys. Below- Wait, they, they belong to the streets. All right, that is not your team. Stop. Just come to the realization, your bandwagon jumping at us is not your team. Who's won a lot of titles? I'll root for them. Exactly. Hmm, I like odds, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get to the last, the last off top, off top, off top. Hey, he started off with a little shaky with those first two series,
1: but Not boy, awesome. just
0: Justin Fields. I see you, I see you, I see you. Um, listen, it's still second to third stringers. Um, but he did well against them. All right, the positives outweigh the negatives. Um, the po the composure, the, to me, the throwing across your body consistently, like th- that wasn't a fluke. Those two across his body throws, the, like that's that's in Shorty's bag. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't listen. The speed you hear about, but you want to see it on the field it, against superior athletes that play in the NFL compared to college. Um, that run, that twenty one yard yard run out of bounds. It was like, oh, Shuddy is going. He got on his high horse and rode off on a ass right there. Um, I liked it. I, I I know it's early and there's a lot of vanilla things going on offensively and defensively. I'm talking about both teams, the Bears and the Miami Dolphins. But I like the play call by Sean Desai again. I know it's vanilla, but it, and both teams were. But it seems like everybody was where they should be. Um, the defense gave me a warm, tingly feeling because of the depth. You know what I'm saying? Seeing Alec Ovaltree, a, a, a linebacker that I used to want the Bears to get out of Georgia because mm-hmm. I knew lax lax years were, were dwindling down. Um, having and him I would here say
1: and, uh, Cyrus Tonga, like
0: no Eddie Goldman. And it felt like you had the beef in the middle. It was a lot of beef. Listen, Pinnell was out there playing against guys that are going to be semi pro. But he was still doing this thing in the fourth, right, and and making sure everybody saw him and letting, he was, I did it. You make sure you got that tackle for me. I'm trying to stay here. Um, and then at the end of the game, watching the presses about doubt, you know, what I'm saying this is going to be the end all, be all. But at least they saw the hole and did something that that made common sense, which the Bears haven't always done until this draft. Um, Signing Jason Peters, you know, former Eagle, former Buffalo, nine-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, old, long in the tooth and injured the last uh, four years. But it's a body that if Tevin Jenkins can get on the field this season, maybe he can sit there and keep that seat warm to Jenkins can get to Jenkins can come in. And it's also a bastion of information. I think it was a it was a, a Tribune article. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if it was Brad Biggs or not, but just talking about Sam Mustafer and how he said he was going to stay in the pocket of a, um, of a Jason Peters because of the knowledge and wanting to know and talking about going to see him at Buffalo when he was a kid in high school or whatever, being an offensive lineman and seeing Jason Peters. So, I mean, for the most part, everything is peachy keen when it comes to the Bears right now. Um, I mean, we are really gonna have to get out of preseason. Even though this dress rehearsal coming up against the Bills um, is gonna be this is is gonna be a, a telling tale. Um, talking about a straight defense, uh young up and coming quarterback with a nice receiving core. We all know what stuff I did. I know that was the, that was gonna hit him with the Mitch with the Mitch, and then with the Mitch, uh, we're gonna have an interview that you're gonna get some 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 information about what's going on in Buffalo. Who we're gonna be interviewing, Ryan. From the Buffalo side. Yeah, so we're going to interview Ryan Talbot, ask him about Mitch, ask him what he thinks about uh, the Bears and the rest of the AFC East this upcoming season. But yeah, looking at this preseason game, usually, to be honest with you, after the first quarter, second quarter to me, that's whatever the score is. That's who the winner is. All right. That's that's the rules I live by. But since Justin Fields was playing the fourth, I mean, the third, I'm going to break that rule and say the Bears won that game. (laughs) Because even if they had lost visually, not visually, I got out of it what I needed to see from him. So that was the win. You know what I'm saying? That especially in situational, uh, situational football, where getting that field goal at the end of the first half, you know what I'm saying? The two TDs, the rush in the throw, even though the throw, of course, was super simple with Jesse James wide open. But you want to see that. You don't want to see a ton of struggling. You know what I'm saying? You want to see positive traits that you can build upon and stack and stack, as Matt Nagy has pointed out. It's the stacking. So um, I, I was excited, man. What was what, your thoughts? Because we really haven't talked about the game since it took place. No, um, I'm with you. Like one thing I thought was just
1: really great to see was that field goal at the end of the half. Not that it's a huge deal, but how many times did we see with like just Mitch, for example, and then the bears history where quarterback doesn't have it that day. And it's just like a struggle to move that thing at any point and to see him just kind of take command of the team, get that field goal. Then they come out right away, getting that uh, touchdown, like just showing that rhythm. Uh, I, you know, we talked about it from day one, We knew that this preseason was going to be all about Justin Fields. When you have a first-round quarterback that's going to take over relatively soon, you feel like you got to watch those preseason games and, and get that buzz. And I think we saw exactly what we were hoping to see. And I I know I talked about it way back when. If he's ready to go week one, I'd love to see him week one. If he's not ready, he's not ready. That's fine. But it was just great to see the composure, like you said, show those skill set that clearly Andy Dalton doesn't have. And you at least have that in your bag if you're Matt Nagy. Mm. You know, if this offense needs a jolt, you got a guy with 4-4 speed that can get outside the pocket and whip it downfield that can be the kind of thing that they might need offensively. And I don't want to go too hard on what Andy Dalton did. It's a couple series, first preseason game, whatever. But if Andy Dalton comes out playing just kind of average, I mean, I don't think there's enough weapons or enough talent right now constructed on this offense that that's just going to be enough to win football games. They need to get some explosivity and maybe it's not right away. Maybe you got to let, you know, Justin Fields continue to develop. I loved hearing him getting reps with the first team like don't be afraid to try to push this kid and if he's ready to go sunday night football like i'm not worried about him like under the lights like he's been at ohio state college football playoffs he's had the scene i think he'll be able to handle the bright lights of sunday night football it's more so is he actually ready to play quarterback in the nfl and if you feel like he's pretty
0: close go ahead let him go um yeah keep aaron Donald away from that rookie um no let That's just keep Aaron Donald away from him. We'll talk after. He'll run Aaron away Donald. from him. It's cool. No, we'll talk after oh. the Aaron Donald game. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I'm, want that. I just still think like Andy
1: Dalton's the guy. I'm not. I'm not changing to like Justin Fields Week One. But it's the door is open. to no, me. No,
0: I, I changed mine to Week Three. I've updated it on. I've set this on Amaya yesterday. Where were you at
1: before? I'm I was sorry? fine,
0: like Week Nine, Week with the, oh, the, the yeah, around the break. To- Way too I long. was around out around the break or the, the Packers game. I think I was talking to you and I was talking yeah, about isn't that like 12 or 13. Um, or are you I talking about the whole, no, the, the first one, the first okay, one, I first Yeah. 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 So we put in the first six games up, I, I believe. Um, listen, just relax. All right. Let's, let's give the kid some time to really yeah. get some football up under him. We're going to get this toy. It's going to be nice. But it's Um, not so much that. Wait, let me finish. finish. We got to get this offensive line right first before we talk anything about Justin Fields being out there. And while we're trying to figure out this offensive line, we have a $10 million crash dummy that's already paid off. All right? Throw him back there. Let this line get right. And if if, if, if Juan Castillo has this line together via Peters, remember Jermaine Fetty still isn't practicing yet. Um, you, this line needs to be right before Justin Fields is really out there because it's one thing. Because pre snap, Andy Dalton can see where pressure is coming from, and, and Blix package is better than Justin Fields right now. All right. So, Andy Dalton can protect himself. I know people say, well, Justin Fields can run. That's cool. But Andy Dalton can protect himself because he may know the habits, he may know, um, um, Cornerbacks, the tendency is the cornerbacks to sit there and blitz packages and, and safeties and just places it can come from that a rookie might not. And of course, that's not to say the coaches wouldn't give the rookies a head up, but the rookie is processing so many things he still may not be able to add that piece of information consistently when it's needed during a game. Let's just give it, give him a second. That's my my only caveat. I think I think he's proven you have to think about it, and there, I don't think this is a Patrick Mahomes situation. Uh, and that one Andy Dalton is not Alex Smith at no. that, particularly at that point of Alex Smith's career. Cause that wasn't check down Charlie, Alex Smith. He was being a bit tad bit more advantageous when it came to throwing the ball down the field than what he had been in the past, particularly when he was a 49er. Um, just wait is he's coming, you know what I'm saying? Keep this boat afloat. Cause when he gets out there, even though there'll be a dip, I don't want it to be a huge dip. I think we'll all ride with him regardless. But just, let's, let's, just be, let's still be patient. I mean, we know we got something now, and I don't think we. I don't even really think we can ruin it. That's how high I think of Justin Fields' acumen and confidence. But still, let's you. just let's just set it up right. Even even if we can't ruin it, we can set it up right. So let's just set it up right. You know what I'm saying? Don't present it to, to me on a trash can, you know, have it on a on a platter with some silverware, you know what I'm saying? Some some nice silverware to go along with it. You know what I'm saying? Every it needs to be nice. Let's let's set it up right. We got a chance to do something right. I know because we've never had it, we don't know how to act. All right, we're a grown-up team now with a quarterback. Let's let's make sure we set this gentleman up right, because we're going to be able, as long as he stays healthy, to enjoy him for a for a very long time. I, like I say, I think his his floor is good. So that lets you know what I think his ceiling is.
1: And to your point, if you don't have the offensive line, you know how you could ruin Justin Fields if he's taking a lot of hits and getting injured. That's one Ooh. way to ruin Justin Fields. See, Derek the Carr. only thing to me, if you feel like he's the best quarterback On the team, I would still really lean that way, but uh, it's I'm totally fine with waiting with Justin Fields. I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to rush him on the field like my fan side. Yeah, I want him out there right away, but I know like you're you're bringing up a ton of great points, especially about the offensive line you don't want to see your quarterback getting killed and you bring up great points when defenses are really coming at you in the regular season and scheming for you. It's hard as a rookie to pick up every little blitz disguise coming your way and then watch out. That could be the difference between a long season and a bad season. But if you do feel like Andy is below him, I think you really got to consider it.
0: No, I just let Andy start the season. I'm not saying he has to play, A long duration, but let I think Justin Fields needs to see at least to be. And listen, I'm uh, I'm not saying that I'm totally right. This is my opinion. I think it's beneficial for at least three games for Justin Fields to have packages and his run out there, so he sees game speed, he's getting reps, but also he can compare his notes to Andy Dalton's notes after those games. And during that week of practice and the next week of practice, I think that could benefit him in that quarterback room and give him some weeks of doing that to kind of really get up to speed because he's still going to have to be out there to really know what's going on, but you can prep him a tad bit better. And I'm still talking about getting him out there for reps. So it's just not, we're, we're just not singly talking about classroom study yeah,
1: I like that a lot. That, and that makes a lot of sense. if that if they can work it, sometimes that can be a little weird with like rhythm and stuff like that with the rest of the offense. But if they're cool with that, I like that idea a lot,
0: yeah, you it's no it's no reason why we've seen it too many not too many times since being a youngster with Cordell Stewart and uh, and O'Donnell for the Steelers, where you had a mobile quarterback who is your future. And I mean, at that point, I mean, people I mean, Cordell Stewart was named Slash. Right. I don't even know if we was for sure he was going to be the quarterback, even though they went along and he became the quarterback there. He was good for a couple of years. But I mean, outside of that, we've seen it plenty of times where you could have a package for an athletic quarterback. And with this one, speaking of athletic quarterbacks, he has a tendency to try to scramble to throw. um that's what you want to see. You don't want to see this kid just scrambling to scramble. Because then we know that there's a, there's a timeline on how long he's going to be in this league or how mm-hmm. effective he's going to be in this league if he doesn't know how to win from the pocket. He wants to win from the pocket. So that, that's a premium, that's a plus. Um, and on top of it, then you have his speed if he has to really get out and get you a first down. But sitting there, see, seeing those plays that Aaron Rodgers has been doing to, the, doing to us on a scramble where he he's running up to the line of scrimmage and the corner or the DB has to come and cover, hit come to, to stop him and then he just lofts the ball up. Oh, Having someone that could do that now and speaking about, like I was saying, those passes across his chest, like we got this. We got us something. just, you know, what's awesome about him is he is like a
1: top level athlete. And a lot of times in the past, we've seen athletes try to be drafted into being a quarterback. But Mm -hmm. I feel like he's a quarterback that just happens to be a monster athlete, which is just so exciting.
0: I feel I feel the same way, which listen, I'll say this. If he was just a, a guy that was going to be an athlete playing quarterback, I still think it would be better for him to hold him off and get him some reps. But because I know that there would be a finite time of him being good, I would say throw him out there because I'm talking about Justin Field for 15 years. A running quarterback, you got a chance if he stays healthy to maybe maybe go deep into playoffs two times in a six to seven year span maybe.
1: Look at Lamar Jackson. We love Lamar, but he's not winning from the pocket. And that's why the Ravens haven't been winning.
0: See Cam Newton. All right. It's you're going to get beat up. You're going to get hurt. Um, you want to be and I'm sorry that we're sticking to black quarterbacks. You want to be <laughs> you, you want to be Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson ran for the most yards he's run and rushed for since 2017 last year. I believe he ran for five hundred and ten yards. Right. Like you want him to be about six. you want him to be about 600 yards. I don't, I don't even know if I want to say 700 yards because I don't want him running. I don't want the Clemson hit as, as he he, as he puts it himself, Justin Fields. Um, I want this kid to use his legs for opportunities, but really to use it to, 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 to pass is what I want him to, to, to use his legs for.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great right. point. And just thinking about Russell Wilson as a rookie, man, if we can get some of that with Justin Fields, that running around without
0: getting hit, yeah, just making plays. Ooh, yeah, dude, exciting. like that's what we got. So just just pump the brakes, he's coming. I'll try. This is not gonna be. I'll try. This is not gonna be Patrick Mahomes. He is not sitting out. But one game is rookie year. It's not happening. I listen. I doubt Andy is gonna be able to stay healthy anyway. But that. Uh, that's
1: been my point since day one. When's the last time Andy Dalton's been healthy a full season? That so, ain't even happening if
0: they wanted it to. So, I, I mean, it's, it's coming, y'all. It's co- Listen, we're going to be sitting there in game two. Andy Dalton's going to get his clock clean, and I don't want anything bad to happen to Andy Dalton. And Justin Fields is going to be putting his helmet on. so to be like, see, what was, y'all, hey, what was y'all rushing for? You already um, said it. Maybe Aaron Donald week one taking out Andy Dalton. Dude, I don't want Justin Fields anywhere near the Rams. Now, look, look, try, <laughs> He's going to come in
1: if Andy's and a, out, though, he can't throw statements
0: out there. You, oh, he has to, but it's a statement game, all right? Rams are trying to stay like we got Matthew Stafford. Jared yeah, Golf is out of here. Night football. Let's show everybody. Right, little little Floyd's trying to show the Bears they made a mistake. Um good. When are the J-R- Bears
1: going to get to that point where they're like, we got to impose our will and show like we're here for real?
0: Well, I'll say this much: if the defense can be not as good, but be this is the the, the this year they're the closest to 2018 in, out of the last couple of years, we're gonna have a fun year this year. I agree. I'm telling you. If the de- if this D. Hey, as long as the offensive healthy, line can stay healthy. That's the only other right. little caveat. Just because they're so right. injury riddled right now. You're right. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. And we'll we'll do the preview of the Bills game when we do our the interview. And again, who was what's the gentleman's name again, Ryan? Ryan Talbot with, uh, Ryan Talbot. When we bring we on Ryan Talbot News. Yeah, when we bring on Ryan, we'll do the preview of the Bears versus the Bills, and we'll be dropping that this week. You'll probably get it in a day. After this drops. Excuse me. All right. Let's kick it off with the preview in-house. Let's go around the league. Let's do AFC West, NFC West. Um, Let's start off with the AFC West. What are your thoughts? I don't always have to lead these conversations. What are your thoughts about the AFC West?
1: I'm very intrigued by the AFC West because there's a lot of, you know, obviously got the chiefs at the top. That would be my division winner. Maybe I shouldn't have said that too soon, but I think that's kind of obvious just with baby go. Let's be honest. And, I do, like, I'm getting that old school, like, here come the Chargers vibes if they can stay healthy. Mm -hmm. I like the talent on the defense. I don't know how great they're going to be offensively. I I know Justin Herbert, another year, but... Let's see if he continues to progress at the level or acceleration that he's shown since his rookie year, but they got weapons. They've reconfigured that offensive line. They got the Northwestern kid, the left tackle, Rashawn Mm -hmm. Slater. I like that pickup. They got the ex uh, Green Bay Packers center. I'm blanking on his name right now, but solidifying that offensive line with Herbert with their weapons I really like Brand Staley as a coach. He did great with the Rams defense. Yeah, I like the ever Chargers. Him,
0: you haven't seen him as a head coach, though. I
1: agree. I agree. But, I mean, so that, you know,
0: that's, that's
1: it's same more same so I feel here. I feel good about what he could do with that defense. And if Justin Herbert's real and they have Justin a competent offensive scheme, they yeah. can be really solid offensively and complete team altogether. And then you got, like, the Raiders who they've been sitting around 500. Do they ever make a jump? I mean, I didn't love their draft. They need pass rushing so badly. If, he, if John Gruden can ever find some pass rush, maybe they could become a, a surprise team, but I don't know if they're going to find that with what they have right now. And then I, I think Denver – you know, should have gotten Justin Fields week one in the draft. And we'd be talking about them, maybe not contending or anything like that, but with what we expect Vic and that defense to do potentially this year, and they had a competent quarterback with some of their talent at the skill position, they could be a team. Like, I think this is a tough division, but ultimately KC is going to be the victor.
0: I'm so happy. So many teams talk themselves out of Justin Fields. I, know. Like, I, I was thinking and I about know, it so much I know it's. Uh, um, clearly we're biased but I think it's the truth I, I think it's the truth and I think it's going to be funny because it's going to be like Randy Moss going after everybody that did not draft him and particularly the Cowboys because they told him they were going to take him um, he's going to try to light he's going to try to burn these teams for doing this to him and they deserve it because why did you talk like he was the number two quarterback all right. Just because
1: Aaron Rodgers' rumor that was that's the thing that diverts the Broncos, like,
0: huh? Dude, well, I can at least say for the Broncos, I, I maybe I get why why they were doing it, just because we don't know those conversations that Aaron Rodgers may have been had or back channel conversations may have been taking place. So I will give them a little, but they still should have done. And I'm with you. But all the other teams, when you're talking about, I still include the Broncos. I, I'll include Carolina. I'll include the Giants. I'll include the Eagles. I mean, I could go... Oh, listen, I may include the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? Can you throw
1: Dallas in there? I know they got Dak.
0: Well, we, I don't know if you got to see the interview. The, uh, you saw the, the interview that we had with RJ yes. Ochoa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you saw what I said I would have done in the Dak situation, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have paid Dak. I would have moved off of Dak, to be honest with you. And One, how much two-
1: they're paying everywhere else, they could have saved...
0: What, you could have saved so much money... And just gotten a real young quarterback and rode with it. I wouldn't have happened on my watch. Dak. listen, and Cowboys fans, man, they're gonna go. I mean, like, even if they have an affinity for Dak, they'll get over it. As long as I replace him <laughs> with somebody straight, like they're they're like they're the worst when it comes to Jerry Jones knows that ATM, that Cowboys fan ATM is always <laughs> like it's ridiculous, right? Like he basically has Scrooge's money been as far as the Dallas Cowboys print Dallas. All right mm-hmm. so like you can basically do dude he ran off Jimmy he ran off Jimmy Johnson and they have basically been nothing since and fans still turn out all right he builds a stadium right super huge big the, the Jerry Dome and they instead of you know what forget you because we want this they increase capacity they make sure they that they, they, they fill that bad boy up like they print money, I would have done whatever the hell I wanted to do if I was Jerry It's right. no way I'm paying. Listen, I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him. And dude, on top of that, he had a compound fracture. I don't care who could come back from that. And He's not gonna be on my team. So that's on just- a
1: franchise tag too. You didn't right. already pay him five years, and then the compound fracture.
0: And it's like, oh boy, we got to pay this guy. Dude, I would have franchise tagged his ass one more year and drafted that rookie. All right. That's what I would have probably did. And Zach, you and got you a it- year to come out here and show off to whoever's going to uh, assign you. But it ain't happening here, buddy.
1: And you a great point. I think San Fran at three, the Jets at
0: two. They might be regretting that big time. Yeah. But, uh, but listen, even though, listen, I know we kind of been on Zach Wilson. That arm didn't look nice. Yeah. All right. That oh that walled up that, that wasn't a regular Degler arm shot he was but out there with. He gets hurt a lot. I know, I know. We'll talk about it when it happens. <laughs> but, uh, but listen, okay, for me, for me. So with Denver, I'm with you. Um, you need to solve that. Even though Drew Locke looked good in this preseason game. And I, since we're giving we giving preseason really's out since I got got busy, uh, Drew Locke looked good, arm look nice. Still know you really ain't got a quarterback. Right. Um watch so Mitch look really good this weekend too I doubt it <laughs> I doubt it Denver is basically stuck in neutral with all that talent that they have at receiver and on the defense because John Elway and I know he's not the GM now John Elway keeps making the wrong move at quarterback um, the Chargers Um. listen when you just mentioned because I, I forgot about Rashawn Slater um, when you mentioned what they did how them fortifying our O-line, um, I still think there may be some regression, but the fortification of our O-line, we finally saw Michael Williams last year. We've been waiting since Clemson for him to be healthy and start kind of making a name for himself because he's talented. He just hasn't consistently put it together. Um, I do like the charges, but I think it's way early for the charges. You know what I'm saying? And Humphreys. Can you really depend on him being healthy? I mean, clearly, as a weapon, as far as a tackler and coverage wide, the hybrid that he is is fantastic. But he's been so hurt that those types of injuries seem like they linger and they never totally go away for players like that, particularly freakishly athletic players. You know, they're getting Derwin James back. No, I'm sorry. When I said Humphreys, I meant Derwin James. That's actually Mm -hmm. what I meant to say. I meant Derwin. Thank you. I meant Derwin James. Right. Um, so that's like, can, can Durin James stay healthy is the real question. question. Cause I mean, you've been waiting to use him. We saw that Rick, his rookie year, what he can do when he was healthy. Yeah. But we haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking still early for them. Um, the Raiders dog, listen, I, I like my Mike Mayock on the NFL network. You mentioned defensive linemen. I, that defensive lineman they drafted this year was like, they overslided him by about like 15 spots. And that's not the first time that they've done that since it's yeah. been the mayo to Chucky back show. years. Yeah, it's like they keep going, I like him. So even though his value is here, dude, trade down, get more picks, then draft that dude. But don't sit there and over keep overdrafting guys. Like, you don't know how to play the game. Play the damn game, right? Like, I that I wish Mike Mayock the best, Chucky. I'm like this with I. I mean, he never did anything to me. But Mike Mayock, I I, I kind of like growing up liked and watching television. But it's just like, dude, I don't know if it's you. If I don't know, I know Chucky is Chucky's show. But I do think he's leaning on you. Perhaps I'm wrong, and he's pulling the gun on some of these picks. But this stuff doesn't make sense. It, it would make sense. Now, listen, I stand to be corrected if you kept doing this and you kept hitting on these guys, right? I stand to be sure. corrected. But you should stop doing it. And it reminds me of um, Ryan Pace, the year he drafted Shaheen and the year he drafted Tariq Cohen. Right. And you could have got both those players later than when you drafted them. All right. Especially Shaheen. Right. And you sat here and thought you were being extra special and trying to be like, I'm going to show you how to play the game. Don't show me how to play the game. Show me how you can manipulate the game. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to try to just re refigure it. No, no, no. Show me by using the game how you can get that player, but also gain other assets because other people don't value that player as high as you value that player. You know what I'm saying? Or you better be hitting crazy on those guys when you keep doing it. Now you see, it seems like Ryan Pace is doing that small school stuff when he starts getting into the lower rounds instead of doing it in the second round. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah, right? (laughs) So that when I see Mike Mayock doing, Mike Mayock isn't going small school, but he's still going to players that weren't supposed to be as drafted as high as he's drafting them. And sometimes you may not be able to move down, but I'm sure there's chances that he can move down, but you're so locked into that player. Dude, you need, you you need, we don't believe you. You need more people, especially after y'all decimated that offensive line, which at one point was one of the better or not the best alongside with the Dallas Cowboys, Offensive line, so whatever. Clearly, Denver. I mean, clearly, the Kansas City Chiefs are the team. Clearly, they the best coach. Especially
1: getting that tackle Orlando Brown and refortifying
0: right. that offensive line, right? And even with um Kyle Long going out, you still got the Montreal guard coming back from saving lives from COVID, Arturo, for whatever his last and he name was is. Good when he was, yeah, playing. so. They, like, they got depth now for what we saw was a weakness in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't even think it's a ch- I mean, and then it's another year of growth for Patrick Mahomes. And he. you know what? You probably don't like a Patrick Mahomes that lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. on the biggest stage... Like he doesn't have something to prove, right. you know what I'm saying. Like he doesn't want to go out and win another MVP and be like, no, no, I am the baby goat, as Kenneth Davis said. You need to pay respect and put respect on that name. Um, oh, great! I, I, Patrick I, Mahomes needs another chip on the shoulder. <laughs> right, right. So I don't even think like I, I guessed the challengers would be Denver if something crazy happened to quarterback. Um, but still, I don't, I Chargers, don't think. That, no, I think Chargers. Is I was second about to know. I was gonna, I was gonna add the Chargers. I was gonna add the Chargers. Uh, But I still think it's early and you got a rookie head coach. Um, We have to see how he is as a CEO of a football team, you know, when it comes to the player and assistant coaches and coordinators. So I I have to necessarily see, at least we know, because I mean, we were still waiting to see what Vic Fangio was. And it took a little second for Vic to really figure it out. And he still hasn't figured it out. But we know that this, that's more on Elway than Fangio, as far as providing Fangio with the guy that needs to be under center. Um, So I would say Denver and the Chargers are, a slight threat, but they're not going to, unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, gets hurt, they're not going to dethrone. The, you think the um, Raiders are at, at the season. bottom? It's not even a question. They're at the bottom. I don't even know where the Raiders I are feel going. Like
1: Denver I Denver will still be at the bottom. No, I, feel like I think injuries are going to hurt them. I think they got a lot of older players on
0: defense. True, true. I still think Denver, I think Denver will have stable quarterback play probably through, um, uh, what's his name? The, what's the, what's the uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, probably right, Teddy. end up, because, you know, I, I, I mean, if I was them, I'd probably give Drew Locke a couple games. You know what I'm saying? Being that he's young has the upside and we've invested this in him. Is this and the leash? Yeah. And then we're going in, we bringing in Steady Teddy because we're looking at, because think about it. Big venture probably looks at it like, I don't need a world beater. I just need somebody that's competent so that my defense can get the ball in their hands. We score this many points and then we just lock their they ass down and rerun this rock. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure Vic Fangio isn't looking to put up 30 points a game. You know what I'm saying? He's just looking mm-hmm. to make sure that his defense doesn't give up more than 21 points and that perhaps they can eke out 23 or 25 points. So I, I think if they're healthy, you're right when you say that defense is, oh, you have Von Miller coming back from injury. Um, But again, because I think Vic Fangio now when it comes to being a head coach and knowing his responsibilities, you know, what I'm saying I think he's I think he's really in his head coach bag. I'm not saying like he's a great head coach, but as far as knowing how to be a CEO of the entire team and not just perhaps initially when he got there on the defensive side, I'm sure he's more comfortable with what's going on on the offensive side and just the players on the offensive side. So I, I think Vic will be. I'm not saying that they're gonna be no. Th- that was. What, I'm not saying that they're gonna be better than the Chargers, but I do think they're gonna be better than the Raiders because I think, I think this, the Raiders are stuck in a rut. I mean, either move on from Derek Carr or invest in Derek Carr. Like he has no guaranteed money on his contract, right? Like what? Like at one point that ten year, like how, what? This is year four of that Ch- that Chucky deal or year five? I think it's year four.
1: Well, since the the trade of Khalil Mack, which was what twenty eighteen, so this yeah, is so th- yeah, because this
0: is this is your no, this is this is uh, uh, this is A year four. This I mean, year four because this is yeah. Matt Nagy's fourth season, right? Yeah. that right. was Matt Nagy's first season. Right. This is year four. You got six more years, and buddy, you're not gonna see all six because about it, it, three, about three or four. Uh, uh, what's his name? Son is going to mark Mark. Yeah,
1: Mark Davis. Mm
0: -hmm. Mark Davis is going to cut off his nose to spite his face and eat that money and toss you. Prince Valiant is going to toss your ass. Once you get those years low enough to where it's not going to hurt him as much because you're wasting too much time because you think you have so much time. Like by now you're supposed to be building this bad boy up. Like he actually should have been building it up so that he can win can tear it down again and by year eight or nine he's rebuilding it so that he gets another contract right like he's going about this in the ass backwards way like we kind of diss what 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 arthur did down there with the with the falcons but man in some ways being like man i'm gonna rip this bad boy down you may not be able to get it back up you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this this ain't baseball. You know what I'm saying? Where the old rip it to the studs has come to has come right. to work out. Sometimes you may miss on so many assets thinking, man, we got all these assets that you may not hit on them that it may not be worth your while. So I to me I think the Raiders are going to regress and be the worst team in that division. And when I say regress, it's not like they've been doing much. Anyway, they had, they will have a hot streak and disappear the year before they had to, when they beat the Bears out in, in London. And then they went on a streak and then they nosedived again. But yes, for the AFC West, I do have the Kansas City Chiefs repeating as uh, the winners of that division. NFC West, what you got?
1: I really like this division, too. This is going to be, I think, a hotly contested division. Injuries are going to play a huge factor, I think, in this division for sure. Um, I guess at the bottom, I got Arizona. I just don't trust old Cliffy. In that uh, old, beautiful mansion. <laughs>
0: old sexy cliff with the the, the playboy house. Right. That, that house. That house is fire, man. That house is fire. And
1: unfortunately, it's going to be a fire sale pretty soon when they get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about Kyler. I'm kind of lukewarm on Kyler Murray. I don't like his size mm. per mm-hmm. se. I, I think he
0: could be a good quarterback, maybe, but I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have drafted him, but I think I would have been wrong. I don't know the type of leader he. I think now the size is all. The size would have scared me off. I'm sorry, would have scared me off. I would have lost. Um, I would have paid for it, but on top of the sizes, is, is he a leader and his maturity? I think is a question. But physically, he's bananas. All right, yeah. he is With a living joystick in the
1: arm. Yeah unbelievable um after that if the Cardinals I guess get a little bit lucky maybe they can finish outside the basement I would say Seattle is my third team I don't know if they did enough to put stuff around Russell Wilson I Mm -hmm. I think Pete Carroll got real lucky with Russell Wilson because his ass would have probably been way out of there because they were sitting at 6 and ten, eight and 8 for years until, uh, what was it, Matt Flynn was signed, and luckily Russell Wilson beat him out in training camp. So I don't really like their chances whatsoever, and it's always the lines with them. I don't know if they got enough defensive line. I don't know if they got enough offensive line. Everything else I think they have enough to compete, but if you're not good in the trenches, how good are Hmm. you really? You're not, And that's why my f- two favorite teams in that division are easily the Rams and the 49ers because of what they have at the lines, what they have at head coach in these offensive gurus. And I guess it just kind of comes down to overall defensive talent. I think there's more superstars on the Rams than there are on the 49ers, but they might have more overall talent You're at great. all 11 mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other part is quarterback and I, that's an advantage Rams for sure to start the season with Matt Stafford. I mean, he's an established quarterback with what Sean McVay can scheme up and do. You would think that they're going to put up a ton of points, but I still kind of like San Francisco overall to win the division, even though there is that kind of Jimmy G. Is he good enough to really win that division? Given that the Rams have really beefed themselves up and boosted their chances. And I don't know what to make of all the reports of Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, but he, we've talked about it. He looks good.
0: He, you better not play Trey Lance this early. I don't think gonna... so
1: either. He's not I don't not think ready. so either. He's like, they ready. actually have a Patrick Mahomes situation.
0: Right. They have a that's guy that's
1: like Alex Smith that can actually lead a team, and you're fine there for a year mm-hmm. with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you can just put Trey Lance in, obviously, with injury, but towards the end of the season or something like that unless you're fighting for a playoff berth. Right. But I I like San Francisco I think a little bit more, but I will say this, the loss of Robert Sala as defensive coordinator could be a big difference for that San Francisco 49ers team.
0: Um Wait, they brought in, they brought in Raheem Morris though, didn't they? I believe so, but I really liked Robert Sala with what he was doing um, with their group. And they brought in Raheem Morris because the fact that he knows the offense of Cal Shanahan from when Cal Shanahan was down there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, he
1: was with Tampa.
0: Right. So, all right, this is for me. The uh, Cardinals, the same as you. I think they're pulling up. Oh, last. I'm
1: sorry. He is with the Los Angeles Rams. He replaced Brandon just, Staley. That's what I was saying. No, no, no. Robert Sala for the 49ers. He went to the Jets.
0: Yeah, no, no. no. Okay, okay. That's, I'm sorry. I confused. The coach of the um the coach of the the the, the Rams. Wait, no, no, I confused. I'm know what? I confused. Sorry, this is this is baffling. <laughs> I knew that Raheem Morris took over the job. I was confusing that name with the Chargers' new head coach. Is what I, what happened? That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to point out. Yeah, but yeah, Sol is the head coach with the Jets. Like I say, Raheem Morris. Um, I don't think there's going to be a huge drop-off for of Raheem Morris being the, the, the defensive no. coordinator. No. Especially, like again, like I said, his familiarity with what Cal Shanahan wants to do with that offense. I mean, that was a really good get by Sean McVay to get someone who kind of knows how to scheme for that offense. We still have to see. Um, Cardinals are last. Um, I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I, I think after his first 15 plays, is. It's what you're going to do. I don't know if he can adjust and adapt, particularly in their game, but even game to game. Um, I like Kyle Murray. but I wouldn't have drafted him. We've um, got to see what Chandler Jones is going to do. If Chandler Jones plays, I like them a little bit more. Um, right. J.J. White is healthy. You know, Simmons out of Clemson has to show us something. Um, but they're, they're pulling up last. I think uh, Seahawks are third. I'm with you. I don't think they did a lot. And they still need to sign that offensive lineman, their their right tackle. Um, Finally, when Russell Wilson's caping for somebody after throwing them all under the bus, but just re-signing Jamal Adams, what have you really done? You know what I'm saying? So like to me, and also we have to see what this new offensive coordinator is going to do because at one point letting Russ cook wasn't the move after about the eighth or ninth game of the season. You know what I'm saying? So they got questions. I still think they have a phenomenal quarterback, um, but still, I don't think they have enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, then this one's hard. I really want to go 49ers Rams. Um, because I, I like I like the Rams situation more, but I'm with you. I feel like the 49ers has more overall talent, but I'm worried will that talent stay healthy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it it seems like when they get like you get hit by that bug like that. You don't always come back from that type of bug. Like or, or all those players, like you, you know, Kittle may be healthy for majority of the season, but is Debo Samuels going to be healthy? Like they lost so many guys last year. Um, but I think that if 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 I'm being honest, I want to go 49ers, but Simon V's never had a quarterback. And When's the last time really Matthew Stafford had a running game? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about all those years that they didn't have a thousand-yard rusher in Detroit. You're Sean McVay's not gonna throw you out there like that. We know Sean McVay likes to use the run to open up the pass. Now they got a situation that the acres went down and they're going to depend on Henderson and whoever they drafted. I know they got a late round draft pick or maybe they'll grab somebody off the scrap heap after cuts uh, towards the end of preseason. But usually they find a guy that can get it done and initially Henderson's going to get the first crack at it. But knowing that now you're giving a team that has been kicking butt, knowing they have a weakness at quarterback, because we've seen that here and what it did to our defense. Our defense didn't play as hard As they could, because in my opinion, they knew that Mitch or Nick Foles or somebody was going to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how how can we sit here and be still all the time when you're going to sit there and just be a sieve? You know what I'm saying? And just 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 blow it for us. You know what I'm saying? So the Rams never did that. So now. And look how quickly they revamped that team from when they had Marcus Peters and to Aq- Tlaib. We thought that they were going to be gone. Like, we thought they were going to be bad after all Me those too. contracts for some years. And they flipped that and are right back at it. So, I'm and going to, your to... point,
1: Matt Stafford didn't have... He had Ndamukong Sue He didn't have Aaron Donald, and he didn't have nope. Jalen
0: Ramsey. Right, right. So, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams because of that. But I want to go with the 49ers because I believe I love me and what Cal Shanahan can do offensively. It's just okay. the truth. I think he's up there with me as some of the, one of the best coaches in football. Um, so I I, 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 I tend not to bet against Cal Shanahan, um, but the injury bug and how it bit that team has me concerned that it may not be as bad, but it's going to be costly when it comes to some key players that they need. And I have to see them, do it. And I also I'll say this. If Jimmy gets hurt, I'm my lip. If Jimmy gets hurt, I don't think Trey Lance is ready. I'll, I'll say this though. Well, Cal Shanahan, I'm sure he's gonna try to scheme up ways to protect Trey Lance and insulate him from messing up. But I think that's a, a lot to ask for him when you're trying to get into and win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Where you already week to week trying to win every game with Jimmy G but you know Jimmy G knows the offense compared to now I'm trying to help you learn this offense and the intricacies of this offense while also trying to get the rest of this team around you to the next level so I don't think he's and we both said this I don't think he's as prepared as Justin Fields is to play I know he's not as prepared as Mac Jones is to play you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Um, I put him I put him with Uh, With Zach Wilson, as far as now, Zach Wilson got more tick, but Zach Wilson played against a weaker, weaker, uh, weaker defenses, defenses, the same as Trey Lance. Trey Lance played it against even weaker and a lesser division. Um, So I'm going to go with the Rams. um, But I think the 49ers is definitely a great pick.
1: Yeah. And one little caveat to Trey Lance, at least
0: he went to a school where they run a pro style offense. True, true. True, but you was you was playing against um, you know
1: some Division Two Adam
0: Shaheens kind of you know a there. ton of <laughs> a ton of a ton of guys that were going to school to get degrees as the, they should. The
1: bitter rival was James Madison at the time when oh, I was in more Lance.
0: Yeah. Damn you, James Madison! Yeah, uh, that lets you know. But, all right, all right, Ryan. Let's go to the best segment of this show, and that's Ryan B. Ski for up for grabs. Honestly, my first stuff for grabs, I
1: just want to get your field of dreams reaction from that night, because I'm sure it was just absolutely picture perfect movie. Perfect.
0: If you will. What do you think? The the MLB did such a terrific job. Um, It was a special night. It was frustrating. Um, I was definitely mad at Liam Hendricks. Um, but it was what you wanted to see. You you had this team that's been one of the hottest teams in baseball, uh, in the Yankees who made these trades who who were out of it. I did. I, to be honest with you, I thought the Yankees were gonna. Um, I think the Yankees were gonna make it in the playoffs, and I thought that around the time they made the trade, I was like, you know what, they already hot, right? And then when you start to see, and of course Rizzo called COVID, but with him and what Gallo could do, and that cheap ass left, I mean right porch that they got there. <laughs> um, which is like, why don't you have lefties anyway? Like, they should wake up with lefties. Like, I know, it's, right? like it's a pre rare Like, what the hell are y'all? What is Cashman doing? You should have three lefties on that team at all freaking times. Okay, I'll give you some switch hitters. But you should have, at least if you got two other switch hitters, you should have two lefties on that damn team at least, all right? Um. So for them to come back into the game, uh, with Stanton and Aaron Judge, and that, that 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 Aaron Judge that Aaron Judge bomb was a bomb bomb, right? Um, and then to think, okay, well, I guess we can go into extras, and Tim Anderson to come up here and knock it out the park with that, just with that 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 swing, you know, the acumen that he's gained, and we never, no, not knew Tim Anderson was going to be this type of hitsman, uh, when the craft of hitting, uh, man, the, the the elation, the happiness. Oh, it was terrific. Now, I mean, I I never I didn't think watching that game that I wanted to really be out there. I thought it would be cool. Um, And it seems like you kept hearing people saying how difficult it was because there's nothing around there to get out there. But to see Tim Anderson do that, that would have been sweet. You know what I'm saying? And and it's funny. I don't even know if I I mean, I would have preferred to be in a park. I'm not a fan that goes and leaves the park, but it would have been fun to be one of those people that was walking through the corn maze. When and, oh, and yeah. to be near where that ball landed because you already hear, yay! So you know something happened and then the ball <laughs> to land near you be like, this is wild, right? Um, It was terrific. It was terrific. Uh, again, shout out to the MLB. This was supposed to happen last year. It's even better that it happened this year because both of these teams are better than what they were last year. You know what I'm saying? So it's and fans great. Were even, allowed this year. Great point. Great point. And even though the Yankees took the series from the Sox, that game was more important than the series, to be honest with you, in yeah. a way, in a in a small way. I that mean, game was more important because, but, because Sox, you may it face it really matter for them. They're making the playoffs, but you may face them in the playoffs, and you yeah. want to you want to go into that field, not to say that they don't feel like they can beat them, but you want the overconfidence of knowing we already did sure. it. You know what I'm saying? Rather than we mm-hmm. got to do something that we have not done, as far as this 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 massive talent that the Sox have right now. What were your thoughts? Uh, I'm with you. I thought it was a
1: huge home run. I mean, to your point, last year, maybe you couldn't get Kevin Costner out there with COVID Facts. running around. <laughs> I even enjoyed seeing old KC running around <laughs> Twyresville again. <laughs> right. But I mean, uh, this is actually a good point to lead into our second up for grabs because it was such a like perfect game. I mean, it was really perfect just story like written perfectly scripted perfectly. Are you excited for the future renditions of the field of dreams? It's never going to be as good as that one.
0: I can tell you that right now. Well, I was watching, um, PCI on ESPN and Tony Kohlheiser and Mike Wilbon, were talking about it. And Mike, Mike Wilbon, we all know is a diehard Cubs fan. And they both were like, the MLB don't mess this up and just put the Yankees in the socks back in it next year. Or at least have the socks in it, but yeah, is did, Cubs I, Reds doing anything for you? Because no that's the team. Next, I mean, that's the I, know, next I know. Year. His, historically, I get why. Particularly, I mean, now because they're two Midwest teams, so you know that you can get the fans to show up. But with the Cubs being this bad, I, I do want the Cubs in the field of dreams. I just. Let's just wait two years, because I'm not even right. saying in two years the Cubs are going to be world beaters, but at least they'll have prospects. Um, they'll, they'll be, We know they're going to do the bait. They're going to do the flip with uh, free agents. They're going to sign free agents and flip them at the trade of line for prospects. Um, do it. Do it then. Get the Cubs a couple of years before you pull it off. Even if you don't put the socks back in, Put the Brewers in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Put the put the put put the brewers and the cards in it. Put the brewers and
1: the cards in cards. It. White Sox would be great. I know you yeah, can't do like, that every year because of interleague play.
0: But right, you know what I'm saying? Bit, but there there are teams that you know what I'm saying that there there are other teams. But I mean again, since it's, it was kind of built around the White Sox as far as you know the Black Sox and all that, it wouldn't be bad if they're in there every other year or something like that. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll the Lions
1: out. get Thanksgiving every year. Why can't the White and, Sox and
0: Field of Dreams? But but all, and another thing is this, too, because the White Sox in Chicago in general, but the, particularly the White Sox, because the Cubs, the Cubs were good. They would definitely get this opportunity because people aren't used to the White Sox business and, and they're being the second team in the second city. They're not getting the um, respect to be like, you know what? This is kind of based off of your organization. I mean, that was that 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 scale as far as that 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 stadium when it wasn't a stadium, but field was scaled off of old Comiskey. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's us. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're good, and, and it's you throw wide-
1: in the Cubs because they play the Sox every year, right? Now, see, that's a great point.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because at least you have Cubs fans and, and White Sox fans come out, and, and it's our thing. But it, I'm this is the point I'm trying to make. While the White Sox are good, take advantage of it, MLB. Like, they like they they should be good for the next three years at least. Take advantage of that. Put put the put some of these other teams out there. You know what I'm saying? Like. showcase them. Look, it may not. Now, this is you went all the way from the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you did. I'm not saying Yankees fans didn't show up because you heard some of them there, but you went full East Coast. And of course, Yankee fans don't have to necessarily live in New York. are all over the country. But you can go full West Coast. It It could be the White Sox and the Dodgers, the White Sox and the Giants, the White Sox and the Padres. Like you could use this to showcase these teams that are good right now who maybe haven't been as good recently in particular, like to say the Padres, for instance, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I know they were good last year, but I mean, over the last five or six years or whatever. So
1: and I mean, that's, can you just schedule ahead.
0: a one-off field of dreams game? Just get two really exciting
1: teams in there. Like you're basically saying, and just screw the old schedule, like just shorten a game with somebody and mm-hmm. then make this just whoever we want and pick out teams Like, because you make a great point. I mean, Cubs next year, I don't Listen. know. And Reds, like, do we know the Reds are even going to be good next year? I, I think mm. some guys are free agents. Like, not, I know Iowa cares about the Midwest, but dang. Listen, do you think they don't want some good baseball? Right. And I mean, <laughs> they only hold 4,000 people. It's not like, you know, you got 30, 40,000 people and we got to really make sure they're no. happy here where we're playing.
0: Host eight, but that's still small. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying.
1: Like the audience is going to be who's watching, right? On TV or listening on radio. That
0: should be that should be a trip. That should be a trip, perhaps. Um, if if that if would be a soccer. good trip, yeah, that would be a good trip. You know what I'm saying? Be bit off some nature stuff around it or whatever. But that got to be, be a strapped, and you got
1: to have the extra gasoline. because <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, we definitely always appreciate you spending a little time with us. Again, we got these interviews dropping. We got two interviews coming out this week: a Bills interview and also a KC interview. Just to give you a, our round the league preview, as we we've done since it was the Davis show. Um, but yeah, make sure you don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.